when they get done doing their day and they haven't doing whatever they're doing because they're always taking care of their business, they're taking care of their husband, their wife, their family, their brother, their sister, the dogs, the cats, you know, they now feel like they have enough energy, sustained energy left over so that they have energy left over for the people who they love and who are important to them at the end of the day. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing abundant leaders. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And make no mistake about it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having more or even wanting more, for that matter, and going after it. But what is more? More relationships, more empowering relationships, more wisdom, more education, more resources, more time. Yes, you can have more time. There are ways to do that. People think you can't buy time, but I assure you, you can buy time. There are ways to do it. Uh, We won't get into that conversation today. But another thing that you can buy is better health. And that's the conversation we're going to have today. You know, people think, well, I can't buy better health. You can't buy more time. You actually can. There are ways to do so. And you just got to be smart about it. And sometimes buying doesn't necessarily mean expending resources. Sometimes it means just doing the right thing, thinking properly, eating properly, exercising regularly. And sometimes we need a push to do that. And we need a little bit more education because we think we know everything we need to know. But it's been proven time and time again that that's not always the case. And Even when you do actually know what you need to do to improve your life in family, faith, finances, and fitness, all the above and or, is accountability. Sometimes you know what you need to do, but you just don't do it. So we need accountability. And that's another part of the conversation that we're going to have today. But before we get into that, I want you to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing Men of Abundance with others, sharing this conversation and other conversations that you've heard here on this podcast. It's been six years running, downloaded in well over 100 countries at this point, and just, you know, continuing to chug along and grow. And the audience is absolutely amazing. I get messages, emails, Facebook messages, you name it. I even get gifts that come to the door sometimes uh, from people, specifically guests send me get gifts and books and stuff, which I absolutely love. Um, but I get all of these great messages from people just saying that last episode, that conversation was a complete life changer. It was right on time of where I was at in my life at that point in time. Thank you. I greatly appreciate the conversations and the encouragement or the connection, whatever the case may be. So think about that as you take a screenshot of your phone or wherever it is that you're listening to this and posting that on social media or just talking to somebody and just say, hey, have you ever heard of the Men of Abundance podcast? Have you ever heard of the Men of Abundance Facebook group? Go there and check it out. It's, you know, there's some great conversations there. And by the way, it seems like it would be 
religion based, but it's not religion based. I am a faith, a man of faith. I am a believer, but we don't make the conversations just around faith. We have all kinds of different conversations. So I hope that it's been beneficial for you listening, but you never know who's going to need to hear the conversation that we're having today or any other day. So be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward. Share men of abundance with others. One other thing I want to share real quick before we get into this conversation, and this is pretty much for entrepreneurs, business owners, and specifically coaches and consultants, and that is a pile of resources (laughs) that I have accumulated over the years and all of which I personally use or have used and highly recommend. You can find those resources and tools that will save time and this is one of the ways that you can buy time within your business and if you're a coach consultant you can help improve the time and the lifestyle of your clients. Go to wallyrecommends.com that's wallyrecommends.com and check out all the resources there. I got a video there that, that basically describes pretty much everything and then multiple other videos showing how I use those tools in my business and with other uh, clients, business owner clients that I have the opportunity to work with. Now, our featured guest today can help you live longer and better by improving your habits, health, and happiness. She'll help you when you cannot find any place else to give you the help that you need. She has delivered science-based solutions over three decades in helping tens of thousands of people to stop adapting their lifestyle to pain and health problems that accelerate the aging process. She helps people who are aging prematurely, even though they are eating quality foods, exercising and thinking good thoughts, and or trying to avoid inherent diseases, yet still feel They are spinning their wheels with little to no results. When you stop adapting your lifestyle to pain and health problems that prematurely age you, you can actually reclaim your most precious asset, your health. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Pat Ballone. Dr. Pat, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, my pleasure. Where are you at in the world? Um, I am on the East Coast in the Northeast quarter. Is it a little bit chilly over there? It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a cold 54 degrees here in Tampa. Yeah, that's, I would rather be in Tampa. <laughs> Me too. That's why I am. <laughs> Anyhow, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Uh, that I am alive. I have an opportunity to... Um, to experience uh, how, and I mean by that because um, I have a dog that I have been nurturing his whole life and he's a dog that his, uh, his um, lifespan really should be like 12 years and he's now going in his 16th year. Mm. And so, um, and we've, I've had some health challenges with him recently, but when I see him run, you know, in a yard at his age and run across the yard, it just makes my heart melt. And, uh, and the other thing is, is that I, I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to have got that have the knowledge that I have right now, so that I keep my body, my mind and my soul in sync with my immune system. And that I'm really quite healthy. I'm very fortunate. 
Yeah, well, uh, we're going to definitely get more into that here in just a minute. And that very, very much intrigues me because, as you probably know already here on Men of Abundance, we talk about living your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And fitness includes a lot of things, health, mentally, physically, and all that. But I have to say, you know, I've, we've also got a, a tiny little long-haired chihuahua that's quite old. <laughs> and he's blind, actually, right now. And he's my little buddy. And he, I have the door closed right now. So he's sitting outside my door half the time he doesn't he can't see me pass like when he comes looking for me he's like looking around but he's got to see shadows he'll walk right past me sometimes <laughs> if i'm standing still yeah, i don't even think he can smell very well anymore because he has no, they, 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 they lose those things like, yeah, yeah. he's spunky as heck uh-huh. He still chases our cat around and he runs around in the backyard. He uh-huh. chases my kid around the house and stuff, but, and then he runs into, into things. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's comical, but we got to be careful with him. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I walk uh, my dog down, downtown where I'm at and every once in a while, Jack will walk into some steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, I'm going, no Jack. <laughs> and then I'll pull him aside. He's an English bull terrier and he oh. is the Zen master of bulls terriers because he has got, he, he doesn't have uh, an aggressive, you know, molecule in his body. He's just mm-hmm. very sweet. And, you know, everyone loves him. Squirrels love him. Animals love him. People <laughs> love him. You know, he's a girl. Like he'll walk right in, a girl will be walking down the street and he'll walk right in front of her and stop. Oh, and wow. I go, he's a little blind. She said, he's not that blind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> very you know, cool. but, but he's, he's, he's really quite a cool dog. And it sounds like you have a really cool dog also. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Half the time, people don't even know we have a dog because he's so quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's super quiet. Yeah, people always say that to me all the time. Your dog's really quiet. And, you know, if he's around other larger animals like cows, um, I have a friend that's in uh, the Berkshires, and there's cows across the street. And it's like when E.F. Hutton talks, these cows come leaping across down the yard to come, and they stand in front of him, and they just look at him. And it's like they're having some level of, like, animal communication. <laughs> and they're not scared of him, you know, because a lot of dogs are barky, 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 and he's not a, a barky kind of dog. Even horses like him. Horses mm. just, he's thinking, hmm, how did you get to be so big? <laughs> and, and they just kind of, and they're, they're always sniffing each other at the nose. And I've never, I have not ever seen a, a horse, he's been around a lot of horses, um, ever be really aggressive with him. So it's, it's a pleasure to be around such a peaceful warrior. Um, mm. And he, he's really a good boy. Excellent. What a cool soul. So yeah. we're definitely going to get more into your professional side, as I mentioned mm-hmm. a little bit in the bio. But here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the person behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? I would describe myself as being very authentic. You know, what you see is what you get. And um, I'm very direct. Uh, when somebody asks me a question, should I or shouldn't I, the answer is usually yes or no. I don't really go into, uh, unless they ask me for like, well, why is that? Um, and uh, I have a, a canny ability to read in between lines. Um, so when someone's telling me a story of some sort and it adds up or doesn't add up, um, I can have a really sixth sense about that. My ex-husband used to say that all the time about me. He goes, I don't know how you do it. And I said, well, it's just, as, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And, um, you know, and the other thing about me is, is that um, I'm very true to my nature and I practice what I preach. And I am, you know, if, if you're my friend, you're always my friend. 
and they, uh, and, you know, I, and I have really good boundaries for myself. Um, but I also ha have a very huge generous streak um, where I always want, when I see somebody who's not well, I'm always like, so would you like to hear about, <laughs> you know, what, what are our options, what's going on? And, you know, I help, I love to help people get well and maintain that wellness well into their older, older years so that they can experience that, uh, that participation that they want to have that they dreamed of when they were a child, when they got older and they had children and, you know, and they were able to play with them as opposed to watch them play. Yeah. And we uh, thank you for that, by the way, because it's very important to be able to what I refer to as pay it forward with your with your talents and your knowledge and everything that you do. And we were talking pre-show a little bit about being authentic and how sometimes um, I'll use myself for in, in this case. Sometimes people decide they don't want to do business with me or otherwise associate with me just because of how I am. And I'm okay with that because it allows me to be around the people that I enjoy being around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that makes it, it makes it simple. It's like it pairs down, it funnels down exactly, you know, people who you really connect with, you know, because when you, you, and you always know that really good feeling, you know, it's like knowing somebody like for years, and you can almost like think their thoughts before they say them. I always think that that's always a lot of fun when that happens. I had a friend's husband who sat there one day when we were talking and he looked at us, he goes, do you guys actually know what you're talking about? <laughs> just, we burst out laughing. We go, yes. And that's how both of us said yes, exactly at the same time. And he went, oh, okay. I think I'll go and get some coffee in the kitchen. <laughs> just got up and left. Yeah, so absolutely. Being authentic is extremely, extremely important to me. And I'll tell you, you know, there's been times in my past where I, quite frankly, I wasn't. I mean, I would just, I, I wanted to please everybody. And I found that trying to please everybody all the time just really caused more, more headache for myself. And um, one thing that somebody always told me, it's not, I wouldn't really call it lying. It's just not being authentic. But then you, you, you you start forgetting, you know, what you told certain people about certain things that you want them to know about you. And I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to let people know what I know and, and who I am. And that way I don't have to try to remember who I told what to. Right. Well, also it's exhausting. It is. It you is. know, and, and so at the end of the day, you're asking yourself like, and, and, then, and you chisel your person, you chisel yourself away and I think that's what women do a lot of times in relationships, you know, is that, um, and that I have talked to and I've helped coach and is that, you know, instead of saying, I really don't want to do this, this doesn't fit with me, they will go along with the show because a family member's involved, a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, a kid, and then they really don't really want to do that. And then, you know, like year after year that they're doing that, they say like, oh my God, I don't know who I am anymore. And, you know, and then that, that part of it, that's a, always a big aha moment for me when I'm working specifically with women um, and kind hearted men um, who like, they kind of the light bulb goes on. It's so beautiful to, to see somebody go like, oh, yes, that's mm -hmm. when it started to happen. Because when you realize it, then you can, you know, you can say, I'm not doing that anymore. The next time that happens, what's the best verbiage can I use so that I can make myself grounded and I'm not kind of leaning in because it's a learned behavior. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For, for, for many, for some, it comes natural. I'll tell you, I've met people in my life that are, they're, they're brutally blunt 
<laughs> now I'm blunt, but it's like almost almost obliviously blunt. I have a cousin actually who will just blurt out the first thing that comes to her mind. I'm like, I'm not gonna say her name, but I'm like, what? do you think before you talk? I mean, she goes, but it's true. I was like, yeah, you're right, it is true. But goodness gracious, woman, <laughs> you know, I mean, have some tact about it. But it's liberating. It's ext- I, I I truly appreciate people like that. I had a neighbor like that many years ago as well. Um, that is just you know unapologetically blunt, but Mm -hmm. to be for yourself, to be who you really are and to own that it's extremely liberating. And it is, is, you know, and the people who, you know, that are extremely brutally blunt, you can just ask them, you know, when they, you know, they, what they need to really learn is to say like, Hey, Wally, you know, Mm -hmm. can I be brutally blunt with you right now? Mm-hmm. Or at least take you around the corner and do it in another room and you know, right in front of everybody I, else. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I've I've been around those people too. They have no bandwidth for, yeah. and I'm just thinking, what is making you act like that? Yeah, no filter whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah. again, I appreciate it. That's just the type mm-hmm. of people I like to hang around. So, yeah, I like I like this that I rather know as mm. opposed to like have to work at it. Just yeah. like, just tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I prefer wolves rather than wolves in sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. That's oh, just sure. me personally. So sure. one of the things I like to get into, and those of us, you know, who are doing anything in life uh, or not, we all end up with a kick in the gut moment. Even if you're trying to be passive and avoid it all, we're all going to have kick in the guts. And there's been multiple kick in the guts over the last year for many, many different people. But if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment that's really made a difference in your life and really kind of took you to your knees, and then we'll unpack that and see if that has anything to do with what you're doing today. Well, you know, I sold my, when I sold my practice years ago, you know, I had a couple things happen to me. Like I, the, the guy who bought my practice from me kept on trying to nickel and dime me. And at the very end, I just said to him, like, hey, look, it. <laughs> you know, if you want this deal to go through, back off. And then, um, you know, the other the, and, and right around that same time, you know, I had, um, you know, I was moving to Boston and um, I just had like, and I was, when I was telling my practice, I had my staff saying like, well, you're going <laughs> to, well, how are you going to contribute to our welfare <laughs> moving forward? And, you know, I just had a lot of stuff going on and, you know, I had um, a, a tax issue from when I was married to my husband that came up out of freaking nowhere at the same time. And I, it just really took the wind out of me. You know, and, and I felt that my employees at that time, who I've been very, very kind hearted to financially, because they, I paid them Boston wages on Cape Cod. So they were making about anywhere from like five to $10 more an hour than the average person doing the same job on, on Cape Cod. So when they came after me for like, you got to give us some money, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. you're selling this place and, and that kind of thing, it really, really took me back and made me want to really climb into a shell, in which I did. <laughs> mm. And um, when I moved to Boston, I didn't tell anybody I was a doctor. And I took time off and I traveled and um, just uh, decompressed and that type of thing. And what does that have to do? Does Or does it? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Does it have anything to do with what you're doing and why you're doing it today? Well, what happened was, is that, you know, when, you know, that happened and I kind of felt like, um, 
like the, like my shell was penetrated, like a, some, someone having leaky gut, <laughs> you know, having like holes punched into my, my, um, my strong mindedness, my strong character, you know, and I was trying to figure out like, A, why did that happen? And then how did I choose to respond to it? Could I have responded to it better? You know, could I have let it like not bother me, you know, or when I got communication, you know, the, the like all that resolved itself, you know, but it lifted like a really like a metallic taste in my mouth. So when I moved to Boston, you know, and people asked me what I did, because I was rather burnt out at that time, you know, I just told them that, you know, I was really into healthcare. <laughs> hmm. And, um, and then I started seeing some private clients and creating a, a private client clientele, as opposed to being back in brick and mortar. So I was doing a little bit of, you know, consulting, you know, like over the phone and helping people, like, you know, what is my best questions, I should ask my doctor for this. And, um, and at the same time, you know, the other thing that really truly brought me physically to my knees is like I hit by a snowboarder skiing. And that could stop me from being active because I'm very, very, I was very, very active. So that all happened at the same time. So I like, I, instead of, um, and I think my mentality changed at the time, instead of being like, okay, so that happened, get past it, move on, keep moving forward. I felt stuck. And I didn't know how to get over that part of it. And I didn't know how to get out of the, um, you know, I used to coach people on this, but it's very difficult to coach yourself, um, you know, to get past that and, you know, and stop being a victim. And so um, when that happened, um, you know, and how I, that progressed out is that I just kept on doing what I knew how to do. And I shared a ton of information with people about their health, or I would ask them like, you don't look like you're feeling very well. Someone who I absolutely did not know in Boston. And they're going, I don't, my stomach's bothering me today. And it's like, oh, you know what you might try. <laughs> and then I'd give them a remedy. Then I would see them like two weeks later, they go like, what do you do? <laughs> what you told me to do worked perfectly fine. I was like, wonderful. That's great. And then I would avoid the question and then move on, you know, cause I wanted to do what I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to give back um, information so that people could live better, longer and healthier. And I wasn't in a place where I wanted to work in a four, like in brick and mortar anymore. So it was very difficult to, you know, the, the concept for people working with you virtually at that time was like, you know, forget about it. Cause that was in the late nineties going into the two early or the early two um, thousands. And um, you know, and I, I always struggled with that initially, like, you know, like how do you get the virtual part, but with COVID coming around in the pandemic, it was like an immediate, like 180 degree turn. No, I bet. Absolutely. And also during that, during that time span, I decided to get a degree because I love learning, I decided to get a degree in acupuncture. So I ended up going to Miami, um, a school in Miami and getting a master's in um, oriental medicine. Oh, wow. That sounds extremely interesting. I've been doing um, acupuncture for a little while now. Seriously, like when that came up, I just went, what? I go, not only did he divorce, like we're divorced. I said, now I get to pay his tax bill. It <laughs> was like, oh my God, that was a gut moment. That was a gut moment. Didn't last long though. Cause I don't, I don't internalize things. Well, and that's a very, that's a very good point that you don't internalize things because that's one of the things that that's another one of those learned things. And I doing what I do as a business and marketing strategist, I want to do the strategies and I want to implement, 
But 80% of the time, 80% of the conversation is around mindset. The thing is, is when you're having those, those internal conversations with them, with yourself, you can do that. But then when I'm trying to have the conversation with somebody else and trying to get them to not internalize their past failures and not internalize their current situation, especially when it's a, a virus that's affecting their business. We have to innovate. We have to figure out other ways to do things. And you have to be able to get past that. Oh, for sure. I mean, people's mindset, you know, like when you, when you say that, you know, there's so many times, like when I start talking to somebody as a client, I always, we spend, I spend a whole hour and a half just talking about mindset, about where they come from, you know, and like how, like this happened. So how did you move forward from that? And then they keep on repeating the same story. I'm going, that's insanity. How did you move forward from it? You know, like, you know, what did you do? What, what did you say to get past that so that instead of going lateral, you went forward, you know, and if you, if, you know, one thing that I have a blessing of a gift for is it's easy for me in any industry to take whatever it is and make sense out of it so that I can make a simpler, better way for somebody to get unstuck, move forward and still get tangible results. So when, you know, when I hear you say that, you know, it's just like so many people, you know, have that, you know, they hit a wall and instead of going like, oh, what happened? I hit a wall. Okay. So there's got to be a way out of the wall because the wall is only one side. <laughs> there's other stuff on the other side. So if you, you know, when you change your um, attitude, you change your altitude and you can put on glasses that you really like, oh, this is what's really happening. This is what happened. And this is my participation in it. What is it that I don't ever want to do again? It's that, mm-hmm. you know, and so what can I do to move forward that's simpler, better, easier to get unstuck. I mean, it's just, but a lot of, no matter what industry, like in your industry, my industry, or, you know, I've helped people, what I call doing a CSI, when I go into someone's practice and I'm looking at why their practice is not being productive, you know, and you always got to look at, you know, where the buck stops, you know, so, and, and when, you know, and, if, and I used to manage my office by statistics, so when I saw an upstat, everyone's really happy because everyone made more money. They got bonuses and things like that. But as soon as that stat started to come down, the first time I paid attention to it. The second time I just went, mm, you know, like what's, what's the other ingredients that are in the, in the pie here? And then the third time I'm going, I'm in danger. So where, like what's happening? And then it would always go back to my mindset. It was always, I was responsible. I was the one that really was responsible for those stats going up and down, mm. you know, and my staff were just, they were doing directive things based upon what I wanted them to do. So if I was off centered, I was not focused. I didn't have intention or purpose. Then those that that showed and how, how, like in my bottom line, my rate of return on what I did at the time. And it's still true even today. You said something there that really stood out to me. And it all boiled down to, it starts with a decision. It starts with you deciding that you're going to move forward and that you're going to correct whatever the problem is. And then get the, and the other thing you said that really resonated with me was the tangible results. That was one thing that I had a problem with when I was started in the whole coaching industry. In the, in the book, The Big Leap, he, he talks about that as being hitting the ceiling. So when you hit the ceiling, it's just like things are going well, things are getting better, and then you do something to totally screw it up. Mm, that's true. And the things are going better. 
and then you keep and then you adjust your radar you know and mm. you go back and things are going well things are doing better i'm being successful and there's an old tape that's running in someone's head so that's when you know i have found like maybe on my third fourth fifth succession with somebody that energy and that kind of topic-ish type thing comes up where I just stop and say, let's not talk about diet and exercise and proper sleep and, you know, good attitude. I go, tell me what's really going on with you today, you know, and they will say, you know, something's irritating you, something's bothering you, they're mad at their spouse, they're mad at somebody, blah, blah, blah. Who is that person? you know, and tell me about that and just say, so what's the real feeling that you're feeling? And then when you identify that, you can go back, is there a previous time that they ever felt like that? And sometimes I've had people go down to being like, I think I was three years old when I remember getting up, you know, and nobody was in the room and I felt abandoned, mm. you know? And so, and there's a technique in chiropractic that helps Ex, uh, expedite that but when you're on a tell when you're doing virtual work and on the telephone um it's kind of it's, it's a little bit you have to ask keep on asking questions like that and so and usually at the very end i when i get to the time place person energy or thing i usually just ask them i said so who do i remind you of your mother or your father or your spouse or whoever it is that they have an issue with and they will say you remind me of blah. and so I say to them after that, I'm going great. And I said, so I go, let's talk about that. You know, and the breakthrough is so in interesting and intense and you don't, and I never really realized that pattern, even though it happens like so many times, I just thought it was normal. <laughs> and my, I have a, a client um, that's in California that I asked her two time, two sessions before her time was up with me. And um, I just said to her, I said, you have to think about, you know, being on maintenance or like, you know, connecting with me once a month or something like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And she said, oh, no, I'm staying. We're doing this. We're doing this. And I said, so what benefit did you get out of working with me? And she said, it's the first time I felt like me in 17 years. Mm. And she said, I don't have pain anymore. I have freedom of movement. I have freedom of thought. I sleep 100% better. I'm more productive at work. My relationship with my husband's better. I mean, it's the whole, you know, she said, and she goes, and uh, I said, and how did that happen? She goes, I don't know. She said, it's just like how I realized that one day that I had all these benefits of working with you. And she said, and I just, she goes, oh my God. She goes, I just didn't realize that, you know, it was so subtle. You know, but then, you know, I, I, she had an event that happened that it kind of like all came together and she felt like I have never felt so intimate, like m connected with my spirit, spiritual being and my being ever in my life. As she said, 17 years, I think it is. Well, yeah. sounds like I need a new chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. That's that. That's the, the techniques called NET. So if you find an NET, if any of your listeners find a neuroemotional tracing um, or networking, I can't remember exactly what the initials mean because I always just said NET and I always thought it meant mm -hmm. neuroemotional tracing or neuroemotional technique. Um, the guy's still alive in San Diego who uh, created that technique. His name was Scott Walker. But I've seen so many things happen for people when I use that line of questioning with them 
Um, and, you know, and, and getting and taking a memory that is really active for them and instead of and being reactive for them and making it into a memory as opposed to being a reaction. Because when it's a reaction, like you were just talking about a couple of minutes ago, you, you store it someplace in your body. You store it wherever your weakest link is. Yeah. You know, and you don't want those emotions stuck there because emotions can undo anything that you do that's good for you to get rid of toxins in your life and to get rid of inflammation and or joint pain. Yeah, or cause all the above. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Uh absolutely. You know, we had a client, um, some of my colleagues worked with several years back, who was a chiropractor, and he specifically, his, his, what we refer to as a market dominating position, was that he had realized that uh, a, a lot of people, mostly women who have fibromyalgia had been largely, it's, it's very highly misdiagnosed because if a doctor doesn't know what pain, what's causing your pain, they would just chalk it up as fibromyalgia and there's no cure for it. Well, this chiropractor had figured out that they were suffering needlessly because they may not have fibromyalgia as defined or as, as diagnosed. And I don't know what technique he was using, but he was relieving a lot of people, mostly women that are uh, suffer from fibromyalgia. He was relieving a lot of people's pain and he was overwhelmed. Again, I don't know what technique he was using. Maybe he was using that, but. Hmm. He could have, you know, but also too, what I find historically with um, anybody who has myofibralgia is that they have high sensitivity to smells. Mm. So, when I hear that or see that or, you know, and ex- experiencing that with somebody, the first thing I want to do is I want to take a look at what um, a, a, a questionnaire that I have, because I don't guess about people's health. I want to test and one of my mm-hmm. preliminary tests is called an MDQ. And the MDQ tells me if they're a candidate or how their liver's doing the job of detoxification. And so when I'm taking a look at that, you know, um, those scores for people who have myofibrilgia have really high sensitivity to smells and perfumes and things like that, that are like, they're almost over the top reactive to it. Like I can't mm-hmm. stand it, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, those people have an issue with how they, their detoxification that happen in the body. They're supposed to happen naturally because you're, when you detoxify, you're supposed to get rid of those toxins and put them either out of your body in feces or in urine. And how it gets there is the liver sends them, puts them into the large intestine or sends the fluid to the kidneys to be processed, to go to the bladder, to be able to be peed out or pooped out, you know, and when, if the gut's not healthy, then it keeps on recycling those toxins and the liver gets overwhelmed and gets burdened. And then they take those toxins and they start storing them in blood, brain, bone, and fat. And that's when you have big problems start. (laughs) Very interesting. Their body's an yeah. amazing thing, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just like you can't, you know, when someone tells me they had their gallbladder taken out or they had something taken out, I'm thinking it wouldn't have been there if, if you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but how did you get it into the shape that, or why did you get it in the shape of, you know, what you, what did you do in your environment and things that you've eaten, thought, whatever that got you in the shape that you had the problem manifest to begin with. And at such a level that, you know, the, the, um, outcome was to cut it out. Yeah, for sure. I like the I caught that you said there eat and thought mm-hmm. uh, they got you to that point because that is a very um, relevant conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. so man, I can just talk about this forever and ever, but we just don't have time for that. 
uh, as much as I would like to. How, what are some good news stories coming? You've, you mentioned a couple briefly, but what are some good news stories coming out of the work that you're doing? Well, um, you know, I, last year, one of the things that when I pivoted, um, I took an online course, like how to design an online course. And so um, when I first signed up for it, because my friend called me up, she goes, you got to do this. And she never steers me wrong. <laughs> and so I blindly said, okay, where's the link? And, uh, and I went in and I took a look at it. Well, the guy who teaches the course, I'm a gay, called, from Success Road Academy, teaches you how to write an online course so that you're actually giving people exactly what they want to hear and need to hear that works for them. And so it's time, some of it's time consuming and doing the market research for that if you're doing it, if you're a solo doing everything. Um, but I found it very rewarding. And so I launched my program, Come Hell or High Water, um, just at the first of the year. I was going to do it back in November. And then a couple of things happened that didn't sync. And so I decided, and my horse is called Stronger Than Medicine. So I'm running the beta right now. And um, at the end of each session, because I want to make sure that I'm giving a lot of information and a lot of value, um, I will ask, um, you know, the participants, I said, so want to rate this course today on a one to 10. And no one ever rates it on the one to 10. But what they say, like, I don't know, I think I've taken 15 screenshots, I've got 25 squares on my piece of paper here of things that I want to look up. Mm -hmm. And so you know, and they said, like, you know, this is I've learned so much. And you know, the, one of the participants told me the other day he went grocery shopping and he said, I never buy lemon. And I was passing, I was in the fruit and vegetable area and I turned over and I looked over at this lemon and the voice in my head was your voice saying, you ought to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> and so he ended up buying lemon. He started using fresh lemon juice as opposed to the reconstituted stuff, which is crap. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he, you know, was buying, you know, he started buying that and he started like having less pain, uh, more focus in his business. Um, he's an author and writer. He's a, uh, has a background as a, it's kind of like a PhD in nursing and it's, but it's not called that, but the, you know, but for him, he's, you know, very linear and, you know, he's taken in hand, like, you know, I'm really getting how much sugar. I'm eating and I realize when I eat sugar, I get foggy brain, you know, and get that brain frog. And so he goes, and when I can manage that, it works better for me. And so it's just like, he's putting lemon in his water. Now he's cleaning up what he's eating and he's getting more done in a week than he's done. than been getting done in the last like five or six months. Um, and so he's exercise, you know, he's on his Bowflex or whatever it is that he exercises on and he still takes time to go out and, and walk. I said, cause I always, it's hugging a tree is important. Um, you know, and I, you know, the, the one, a couple of women that are in there just going, I don't hate my kids anymore <laughs> because when they get done doing their day and they haven't doing whatever they're doing because they're always taking care of their business, they're taking care of their husband, their wife, their family, their brother, their sister, the dogs, the cats you know, they now feel like they have enough energy, sustained energy left over so that they have energy left over for the people who they love and who are important to them at the end of the day. And it's improving, which, you know, they said that my relationship feels like it's improving like that. And he goes, and I have a really great husband, but you know, he's going like, wow, what have you been doing? <laughs> you no. Know? And she, and so I'm really pleased to hear that. And on the lesser course called, um, 
biohack your belly um, is for you know, like, you know, it's teaching um, it's uh, women based and it's teaching women the very, very basics of like why people get sick, you know, and what you can do about it. And having that mindset shift of like, you know, it doesn't matter what the diagnosis is, what matters is, is taking a look at your environment and how your body's responding in your environment. And then how you can take that information and you can step that moving forward. And by taking the right nutrition, that's really more personalized for you and taking that on another and taking that the next step, like, you know, how do I incorporate exercise? How do I incorporate this information? So that's being well received. We started out with, you know, a group of people that doubled in size, the class from the first class to the second class. And um, so that's been, you know, a lot of fun delivering that uh, information and, um, you know, and, and my stronger than medicine program kind of leaps into that also. And I always think of, um, you know, I always want to find somebody who's a, a ghostwriter who will get me on the telephone. Like we're talking like right now and saying like, what do you know about like myofibralgia? Like I did not think about that until you brought that up that the chiropractor treats that. And, you know, like, and how you can like, well, if that's what you got, if you tell me what your problem is, I'll tell you how to approach it. And I'll tell you what questions to ask your medical doctor so that you get the answers that you need. Because if you ask the wrong question, you're going to get the wrong answer. And then you're going to base decisions moving forward on the wrong answer. Mm, <laughs> That's, yeah, absolutely. That doesn't work either. <laughs> That's a practice that a lot of people don't understand. My wife is a master at that. I mean, I worked with a doctor and I knew him personally uh, and when I lived in Hawaii and he actually ended up being my wife's general practitioner. Mm -hmm. And he would be like, well, I have an appointment with your wife today. <laughs> I was like, that's private doctor. You're not supposed to tell me that anyway. But, but um, <laughs> he, uh, it would blow his mind. She mm -hmm. knew more about her body than, than he did because she took the time to study and she asked all the right questions. And yeah. this guy's smart as a whip. I mean, really, really good guy. Mm -hmm. And um, he would be stumped sometimes. It's like, Oh, okay. Let's test that then. People look at doctors and doctors are very well educated. There's no doubt about it, but you know, you're limited by the knowledge that you've, that you've learned. And it's such a broad spectrum of information and everybody's different, um, you know, by and large, but it's mm -hmm. important to know yourself and ask those right questions. Well, a lot of times, you know, you know, it's when, you know, I always make the um, analogy that, you know, doctors are like firemen. And so when you have a fire going on, you call the fire department to put the fire out in your house. They destroy everything, mm -hmm. all your heirlooms, everything. And when they don't know, like in, in order to get in, they have to use the axes to get in your house through the window and the door, which just, you know, destroys your entry points. And I always think equate axes to surgery and I equate the hoses to medications that wash down and subdue the symptoms. So you really don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and I always, I said, just remember dentists have hoses and axes too, but they're the wrong person to address the problem. So when you have a carpenter come in or someone who is a lifestyle medicine strategist like me, I look at it and go, oh my God, what a mess. You know, let's look at where the weakest link is in your health and then fix that weakest link 
you know, fortify it, use what we already have that's going strong. Cause there's 11 organ systems that you really basically take a look at in, you know, and I look at them very, very deeply. And then you can create, you can do a targeted supplementation to manage or maintain or eliminate someone's problem before it becomes a huge crisis. Yeah. So, you know, the, that whole, um, you know, it's like looking like, you know, how those pieces of the puzzle work together is like a Swiss watch, you know, and they all have to work e equally because when one starts to slow down, it affects other places and people don't know what those signs and symptoms are. They just know something's going on and they're not, can't put their finger on it. And I call that Grim Reaper syndrome because a lot of times we just will ask you, like our family, like your wife's really cool because she, like she's taken time to understand what's going on with her body. So a lot of people don't do that, you know, and they just, when they go into a doctor's office, they become paralyzed, you know, and they don't remember anything. So I used to have mm. my patients write down questions, ask them this, you know, and sometimes they come back, they go, Dr. Pat, he wouldn't answer them. I said, find yourself a new doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like not, that's not your doctor. That doctor mm -hmm. is just your best interest at heart and your doctor doesn't get you, <laughs> so, exactly. you know, and, and I want, you know, I have a medical doctor that, you know, that I lean on for information and also, you know, for treatment, I have not taken anything but antibiotics in my life. And I've only taken antibiotics. Maybe I can count on one hand and probably less, maybe three times in my whole life that I know of. Yeah, we're the same way when it comes yeah. to stuff like that. At, at, at all costs, we're doing a, a more um, natural um, remedy beyond anything else. But mm -hmm. exactly, I, I, I get that a lot with the, with the doctors. And if a doctor, that's my problem that I have with the term expert. When experts, to me, they it, it's, a, some, it's assumed that they know everything that there is to know about that topic and there's nothing else to learn. And unfortunately, there are some doctors out there that believe that they know what they know and no patient's going to tell them any different and they're just going to shut down. And that's uh -huh. not the right, you want to have that dialogue. You want to have that conversation. Yeah. Well, a lot of them just don't know. I mean, um, I know of a woman who had bleeding in her intestinal tract for 10 years and they couldn't figure out why. And so when um, they decided we've tried everything. Now the only thing left for us to do on the Western medicine side front was to uh, put a bag on you. You know, and she's called, I've got six kids. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm really sorry, but we just don't know what else to do. And so she decided to do something different and went out and found um, a physician who um, really looked at diet and nutrition. And when he did a food reactivity chart on her, she found out that avocados was the biggest, highest problem for her. And mm. that when she stopped eating, eating avocados, you know, and maybe I can't remember what else, if there was something else, but avocados was a big offender for her, her bleeding stopped. No kidding. And a year later, her intestinal tract was perfect. It was wow. perfectly healed. So by doing that one stepping out of the box of thinking, you know, like I'm going to step out of my box because this obviously isn't working and I've got six kids and I can't play with them anymore and I can't go swimming. So if that's the case, then you know, I want to, you know, it's just like, I'm going to try, I'm going to look someplace else, but in the, but you have to ask the question, well, was the Western medicine doctor incorrect? No, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He was doing what he knows based upon his, on his situation. But I implore people to look outside that box. You know, when you're having surgery, you always go get a second, you know, opinion. And, 
And that's just like, and you know, find out who to go see for this second opinion, not just go see anybody, but really find, you know, somebody who's, you know, is knowledgeable in that industry so that they can give you, like, if you do this, this is what I like helping people with, you know, it's like, tell me this. Okay. So what did they tell you? So I go, so your choices to get better are number one, number two, number three, number four. If you do number one, this is what it means. If you do number two, this is what it means. So I'm making it simpler for somebody to figure out what's their best thing for them. Mm. you know, in order to move forward. But I love your wife already. I've never met her. <laughs> oh, I think you two get along very well. In fact, I'm probably <laughs> going to be putting you two in touch here shortly. Because, you know, that's one thing I, I say quite often as well. If you ask a surgeon, you're going to get a surgeon's answer. If you mm -hmm. ask a, a general practitioner, uh, you know, a chiropractor, a nutritionist, you're going to get their version of the answer. Like you said, are any of them wrong? No, not based on their, their knowledge and their experience and their training but you're going to get their answer. That's why it's important to get different, you know, talk to different practitioners and decide what you feel is best for you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, some, important. and sometimes when um, just as a, uh, a, a freebie, you know, health hack, when you're looking up whatever it is you think that you have, you know, in differential diagnosis, the idea is to like, you know, there's so many symptoms that can be so many things. And so it's like not to jump the gun <laughs> and put the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. And and also, you know, when you're looking at symptoms, because I remember one time I had a, a health crisis of some sort that um, I had to go and do a special procedure for. So when I went to go look up online at that point in time, I couldn't find any information on Google at all. And even when I went and looked in PubMed for the same information, I really couldn't get, you know, it's like way as either way too much reading. I wanted to have a concise, like one, two, three, four, five, you know, cause I learned literally. And, mm -hmm. um, and so when I, I finally found the information, cause I had to actually go in my books that I had packed, um, going, okay, so this means this. So if that means that, then, you know, I put the pieces of the puzzle together so I could make a better decision of how I needed to move forward, you know, and have a real conversation with my physician who was going to do the procedure, you know, and so that I want, that I wanted to have done and needed to have done. You know, because, you know, I can tell you, you know, shoulder pain sometimes for women can relate back to being having ovarian cancer. And so I had suspicious um, shoulder issue. And I went in to go see my OBGYN in Boston. And my OBGYN at that time was one of the top three OBGYNs in Boston. And she just, I'm telling her this whole story. And she's saying, Pat, um, I have seen in my 40 years of being a doctor, <laughs> a lot of women who have had, you know, ovarian cancer, you don't have the look of that. Now that's not diagnostic in itself, but that's something that you do look at first is like face. I always liked her because she was so open to, you know, um, like looking at your environment, looking what you look like, color your lips and, and that kind of stuff. And she said, but to be sure, because peace of mind is priceless. I'm going to send you over right now to the hospital and have them do an ultrasound you know, and he, she said, then you'll know, and you don't have to think this out for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she did. And she said, you know, and the, the, I don't remember what she wrote down as the reason why uh, for me to do this. But this guy said, the guy who was reading the, um, who gave me the reading immediately, just said to me, and he goes, well, I don't know why you have pelvic pain. <laughs> and I went, 
Oh, he goes, there's not, he goes, everything's cool. Everything's perfectly fine. I went, great. Thanks a lot. See you later. And like that whole, like you're not ruminating that thought process in the background, you know, and like when they have to, they have women come in to like repeat, you know, like mammograms, you know, that two weeks can destroy somebody's digestive tract, you know, that it takes sometimes to go in there to have that follow-up, you know, shot done. So it, it's, it's interesting to, you know, to make sure that, you know, asking the right questions and that you get so that you can get the right answer so you can make the best decision for yourself and then looking up the right information, you know, and piecing those pieces of the puzzle together. And that's what people who are advocates help you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Well, how are you paying it forward now? We talked a little bit about everything you're doing, but let's pull it in right here real quick. How are you paying it forward and what difference are you making with within your clients? All right, listen up, Abundant Leaders. If you want to take full control of your personal economy, put your leadership and business skills to work, you absolutely can start your own business coaching business. The fact is business owners need professional coaching more now than ever. And as a business coach, you get the opportunity to put your skills to work provide a critical service, and get duly compensated. Now, if you're saying to yourself, I would like to change careers, I would like to enhance my current career, or I would actually like to be a profitable business coach, that then brings up the question, how do you structure a coaching business? How do you get paid? How do you get clients? These seem to be the biggest questions that I hear when I'm talking to people who want to start a coaching business, specifically a business coaching business. How do you do one-on-one coaching and group coaching? And how do you set up a member site to create continuity within my coaching business? And then, of course, even if you can't figure all of that out, what's the investment? Well, I'm going to answer all of those questions for you and much more. All you have to do is go to bcbbravocharliebravo.apbusinessmastery.com. That's where I will be sharing with you how to give yourself a raise whenever you like, gain more leads than you can handle so you can be very selective about who you choose to work with. You'll find out how we get clients fast results so they stay and pay for years, not just months. I will share with you how we literally show the prospects the money so you don't have to sell. And more importantly, to me anyways, you will potentially be saving lives and marriages possibly even yours. It really is that serious. Now, if you're ready to take full control of your personal economy, put your leadership and business skills to work, and you believe that starting your own business coaching business might be the solution, then head over to bcb at apbusinessmastery.com. And don't worry about trying to write that down. You'll find the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Well, um, I always give my consult, my initial consult for the first 30 minutes free. And so when someone buys my book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired, there's a link in the book that gives somebody an opportunity to schedule time with me. And so when they do that, I get to see their um, health. There's a thing I call it a health status chart that maps out 
their, um, what's going on with their bodies. And so I do that for free because it doesn't matter for me if you work with me or you don't work with me. What matters is that you get accurate information so that you can take that sheet and that information to a doctor who can understand what that sheet and information means, like to another lifestyle medicine strategist, to a functional medicine doctor. And then, you know, because some people really have that, I got to see that person. And, you know, I have to see that person. I don't diagnose when I do virtual work. So that's not my job at that point in time. But I can help people sort out how those pieces of the puzzle go together in relationship to their, their, um, how they answer their questions on the health status chart. It's very simplistic. It's not brain surgery. <laughs> and, I, and the reason why I say that is because um, when I wrote my book, I wanted to make sure I got as much medical ease out of it. So I hired um, a friend's son who was 11 years old and I gave him a highlighter and I said, highlight any word that you don't understand the meaning of. That's awesome. But the rule is if you want me to pay you, then you have to give me a word that means the same thing, which was a you know, a tool for him to learn words also. And now he's like a master, like Scrabble person. But the, um, what it did is it brought my reading level down so that even an 11 year old kid could take my quiz in my book and understand it, the whole book. And, um, and that I'm very proud of because I say I always wrote it in street language so that people would get, you know, the, the average person could take it and not have to go look, take, get a dictionary out and, and figure out what, what does that word mean? <laughs> and, and that type of thing. So that's one of the things that I'm very, um, I'm happy about as far as like the book goes, because, you know, we all want to know where to start. And it's kind of like a DIY, which I don't like people doing DIY, because a lot of times people do that, and they do more harm than good over a period of time. Mm -hmm. you know, and they create other problems, health problems for themselves that they didn't have, <laughs> you know, initially, and they think that they're doing something good. And, and just like something, it makes something, you know, um, to, to go beneath, like submerge below the surface and kind of fester then. So, um, you know, how, you know, what I'm doing with that is like, that's one of my a big gifts that I gave when I did when, when I talked about doing this book and offer when I'm doing this book that people can get in touch with me in that regard and ask me questions directly. I'm very approachable and that's what I do. Wow. That's excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And I yeah. greatly appreciate you doing that as well. So we're going to close this up and we're definitely going to have uh, healthteamnetwork.com linked up in the show notes how else can listeners get a hold of you and share, you know, what did we not talk about today? We talked about quite a bit, but what did we not talk about that you want to hone, hone in your message right here and now? Well, if I was going to tell, you know, men of abundance in a, or women of abundance, like three things that you could do like right now, you know, one of the things that I would tell you to do is to hydrate and to eat clean and to move. Because <laughs> if you don't move, you know, then, you know, everything in your body stagnates. And um, so the, the actionable step that's easy to do is hydrate and don't drink tap water. Fluorine is a neurotoxin. And um, if you ever read your uh, toothpaste labels, you know, it's that, um, and in the back, there's a warning sign on your toothpaste. If you eat, like, use Crest or Colgate in one of those, that says if swallowed, call uh, poison control immediately. Mm. Um, so um, it's like, you know, buying and eating clean is a really important thing to do because your body is a sanctuary. 
And you have to honor that sanctuary by putting good things in it. Um, and also the last thing is to think good thoughts and do good deeds. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Well, it has been a heck of a conversation. I really enjoyed this and I learned a lot. And I always do from every conversation, but I learned quite a bit and many actionable steps that some, some stuff I'm doing right uh, and have been for quite a while, but I need to step up my game a little bit. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get the book and you can, or if you have it already, and that take the questionnaire in it and then make time with me and we'll go over that. And um, you also, but I didn't answer you. You asked me a question about how people can get a hold of me other than my, um, my website is that I have, um, I'm on LinkedIn um, as, you know, uh, Dr. Pat Ballone, not Patricia. And um, that's one, another way for someone to reach out to me that way, you know, and besides buying the book, um, there's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, on, on digital services online, but I would recommend someone to buy that book in hard copy. And the reason why that is because when someone buys a digital book, I don't know about you, but I know about me is that I don't listen to that digital book until I get back in my car, mm-hmm. you know, and with COVID going on, no one's driving as much as they used to drive. <laughs> and so, you know, so, and if it's in your face, you know, you have an opportunity going, I got to do that. And it will keep on bothering you until you actually like, look at the book. It's not a really long book and it won't take a long time to do, you know, and it's also a really good tool to, you know, to set up your new year's resolutions for your health so that you can actually achieve them and have an actionable step of how to get there. And I can tell people exactly how, what's the best way to do that. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And your type of book seems like the type of book that I, I like to have on hand anyway, because I it's a reference. I like to take notes in it. And mm-hmm. and like, I, I can't use, I love audiobooks and I haven't driven, I haven't commuted anywhere for years. So that used to be my, I used to consume a lot of audio that way. But um, even with audio, you have to take notes on it. And you can't do that while you're out driving and listening to the audio. So oh, when I was listening to that. that book, The Big Leap, which made me buy it, I now have a rule that I ask people who say, Oh, you got to get this book. You know, I always ask them if it was on, or you can get it on audible. And I said, Now, is that a book that I'm going to want to take notes in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if it is, I don't care. I don't get it on audible. I just get the I want the hard copy to yeah, it. And I, I have pulled off the road and you know, like into a um, rest stop and, you know, and listen to the whole chapter all over again, whatever I'm listening to and take notes. <laughs> yep. Me like, too. What happened? I thought you were going to be here two hours ago. Oh, I was mm-hmm. in some road stop listening to your <laughs> what? <laughs> listening to my book. I had to take notes. It was, I had to do it then because I didn't want to, if I passed that moment and that opportunity, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it sounds like we're a lot alike in that regard. Excellent. Well, great conversation. I greatly appreciate it. Go out, live your life of abundance. Keep paying it forward. You're making one hell of a difference, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, Wally. It was, I'm so glad we connected. We got this handled, and we did it. It was such a really great time. It's a great share. Excellent. My pleasure. All right, your action step today is to really kind of just sit down and take inventory of your lifestyle your health, and if it's exactly where you want to be, then keep doing that. And on top of that, pay it forward. Share with others what it is that you do. Be an example. I'm sure you're already doing that, but truly be an example to people that you know are suffering or may be suffering due to health issues that can be reversed. If your health and lifestyle is not where you think it should be at this point, 
then seek assistance. Whether you need a health coach, a life coach, a business coach, whatever the case may be, find somebody, find a professional, anybody who can truly help you in that category of your life. I'm telling you that every single time that I have wanted to do something new in my life or improve something in my life, I could do it alone. I could do it on my own. I could watch multiple YouTube channels, read several books, and get it done. But it takes longer, and I make mistakes, which I learn from. Mistakes are fine, but I learn from those mistakes, and it usually costs me more time and money than it would to actually just go out and hire a professional who can hold me accountable, show me, do an assessment of my of whatever the situation is at that point in time, and start me at the place that I need to start at, and help me avoid any pitfalls that would cost me even more time and money. That's what I encourage you to do. I'm telling you, you think you can't afford it, you think you don't have the time, but it's what I call ethically cutting the line to hire somebody to help you shortcut the process and shorten the learning curve to get whatever it is done that you need to get done in your life. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, And make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.